AKA Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of our charming, peaceful, just just effervescent podcast, KRK Radio. It is me, the Dowager Table Knight, the only table with all their members. You know, regardless of how much hating is going on right now amongst my other members of my podcast, my table stands clear. My table stands amazing. The fashions, the smell of jasmine, you all are welcome. Welcome to the winning table. It's me, Just X Henry, that was as always, with my fellow co-host who is back from NYCC, New York Comic Con, my bitch, Black Word. Listen, listen, listen. I was up in New York. The superheroes were everywhere. Um, Sue Storm and Mr. Fantastic tried to have me to try to get me to have a threesome with them. You know, these all from across the bar. And it was just like, listen, we like some chocolate every now and then, you know? <laughs> we love your look. We love your style. We love your vibe. Um, unfortunately, I don't do white women and I definitely don't do white men. So they were shit out of luck. Um, maybe if we do some race bending in the casting, I'll let it slide. But until then, <laughs> no siree. Um, as the Dowager has said, uh, let me reiterate, as a scribe of Table Dusk, you know, halfway shade, halfway enlightening, that art is forever. Lotus logo, you might be a flop, but she was spitting last issue. He was spitting last issue. <laughs> he, was, he was in her face, and he was like, you can't kill me, bitch. <laughs> I, I lived a little bit. I just wanted to say that. And also, our our other co-host, um, legendary, um, Vontae of the Chiggers. <laughs> I'm so tired of this goddamn name. Um, so he all, he's ruining my introduction, y'all. I can't take this shit. So, what's up? It's your reason. <laughs> Vontae of the Storm, table day, I'm by myself. I no longer have anybody sitting with me. Everybody motherfucking did, so I'm holding this shit down by myself. Um, I don't mind that though. I do my best work by myself. So, masturbation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> masturbation is very sensual when I when I'm in the mood. Yeah. Listen, listen. Sometimes you want to communicate what you need. Sometimes you just want to do it yourself. <laughs> you patch your own pastry, Rihanna. You patch your own pastry. If you want to react, <laughs> this is our first got to be real reference. <laughs> Patrick Patriot, if you want to react, and the coconut up between us. Um, and sadly, our fourth co host, uh, Dr. Showtime, is somewhere ruining some bottom's life. That's what he does. He ruined like his his innate mutant ability is ruining the lives of bottoms. Somewhere there's you a life and running amok in a DMV, ruining the lives of bottoms. If you see him, I would like to see it. Call he so much. I would like yeah. to see it. Call the friends ruining, of humanity. See him. Ru- Ouch. Ruin, ruining also doesn't include um, hyperpigmentation. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, see, see. Okay, so let's tell y'all something about this little podcast. Me, I go. Vontae's really the messiest bitch of the group. Messiest bitch here. Messiest bitch of the group. It's really I, not the. I, 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 don't claim that. I don't claim that. I don't claim that. Listen, they call me, me the villain of the podcast for no, three months at the start of this he, shit. 
Well, you know what? Fuck it. Well, fuck it. I'm in my, I'm in my revolutionary uh, era. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I think you got the leather jacket. Oh uh, sure. Whoa. Yeah, Vontae's also the most violent of all of us. Vontae be the first one. I'm so glad we don't live in a real world where, like, like this was like high school. Twitter was high school. Vontae be fighting for us every day. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, like they had to beat, they had to beat me the fuck up because I'm, I'm swinging on somebody. Listen, <laughs> as, for the people at home, we were recording this actively as that little vote is going on on Twitter between Scarlet Witch and Storm. And if you want to know who was the one that spoke that shit out about you, Scarlet Witch bitches being on the verge of saying the N word, it was me. I said that shit. I'll say it again because yep. you little bitches are worse than Taylor Swift stands. All right. On the verge of utter racism. Matter of fact, fuck Taylor Swift. These are more, uh, are fucking Madonna stands. Right. <laughs> Old oh, school oh. Madonna stands. Who oh, call wow. you a nigger to your face in a gay club? <laughs> and, and and just for the record, um, we don't hide our faces on our podcast. Uh, we identified in that and, and on that podcast. So you know you you know talk shit get hit. Yeah, because I really ain't heard too much say in the matter, but um, yeah, these these um these ones you can get fucked up about. I'm not supposed to fuck you up. Yeah, we, we're, we're very much like to me, my ex men on shit when people start talking crazy to one of us. So no, it, was, it was talking out the side of their mouth, out the side of their mouth. Not the what other the, side. What the talking all that. So you talking a lot of shit, but you you not showing your face. Right, we're all prettier than you. Right. Got mustache thin as fuck. With that Steve Harvey sh- suit on talking shit. Oh. <laughs> Bitches buy a pair of Chelsea's and swear they're famous. Right. Anywho, <laughs> we got some X-Men shit to talk about. All hell clean story. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so today there'll be no circuit party because Marvel hates us. Marvel hates us and Marvel put out nine Judgment Day books today. So we will be quickly skimming over uh Judgment Day, Iron Fist, Judgment Day, Captain Marvel, Judgment Day, Fantastic Four, and then reviewing Wolverine number 25, uh, X-Force number 32, uh, X-Axe, Eternals number one, Death to the Mutants number three, Legion of X number six, and Immortal X-Men number seven. Um, so we're going to do the tie-ins first of Iron Fist number one and Captain Marvel number 42 and Fantastic Four number 48. Um, uh, okay, um, just quick thoughts. Uh, I like the bromance between Loki and Iron Fist. It's homoerotic. Um, made my coochie a little bit wet. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, is it homoerotic uh, if one of the characters is actively queer? That's the ultimate question right there. Loki, yeah, Loki is a queer character. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. Um, it's so easy to forget it. That's why. It's like yeah, people it's, forgot that prodigy. Um, people forgot that prodigy is a magician because they forget the Young Avengers issue, which is right. also the issue where like Loki canonically became queer. Yeah, I just. But I mean, it was a cute issue. Um, Captain Marvel was cute because I, I like. Um, What's the little cat name? The little cat. Uh, what's, the, what's the motherfucking cat? That was popping around in, in like a bubble that looks like bubble gum. Um, what's his name? 
Chewy. Uh, Chewy made Captain Marvel great. Um, and then Fantastic Four. I don't know why y'all tangled us up in that. You could have left us alone. Oh, 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 the racism. The racism. How did the, pro- the progenitor pass Reed Richards? That's racist. The progenitors are racist. Because no one has really been passing. Nobody of color has really been passing. All white men have been passing. Magically, all the white men on, on planet Earth are passing Judgment Day. I don't believe that. Reed Richards literally, like, became the watcher. Like, fake killed his kids. Allowed Ben Grimm to, like, almost have be mortally wounded. And you sit here and let, let this man pass. And No. That's I don't believe really. that. I don't believe the that. The last black person that. to pass was Iska, and she cheated with <laughs> her power. She had to win. She could not lose. Yeah. So what was his reasoning for even winning? Because I missed, I didn't read that one. Who? Uh, Reed Richards. Um, so basically, 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 they passed them as a family, which was like kind of a cop out. Kind of like how, how, like how, um, it says, if, if, but if I am to be judged, let it be as a husband and father and not as a thinker who reached his exceeded fantastic grasp. They all well, find he's, terrible, like, he's terrible at all of those. You're terrible as a father, too. Yeah, then you like, like your son's home. genome and girl. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It was utter bullshit. Fantastic Four is a comic book about white privilege. It is exactly about black people. It's trash. Yeah, but it's bullshit in the game. It's bullshit in the game. Because ain't no way. Not his history of... Not his history of how he's treated... Even before... um, uh, Freaking... What was that? What was that comic series that you was reading? What was it? Uh, The Reckoning War? Even before that. Yeah, like, even even before that, like, he's been, like, very abusive to Sue Storm. And, like, fucking treating his kid, like... I don't know. Like, he treated, like... He produces white Joe Button. Right. Yeah, Yeah, he's definitely something. Xavier had to go into his head and delete plans to erase mutant abilities. You are not a good person. Yeah, because you didn't want to Because you didn't want to accept your son as a fucking mutant. So you was going to just erase who he was. Like, I'm not, I'm really shocked that he's not. Because he fits the bill. He definitely fits that deal. Oh yeah, I found I found that so weird. I did think the Captain Marvel book was like cool um, for what it was. Um, I understand what was going on all the zombies and shit, but like you know, Chewy fixed that. But you know, I have a cat. I enjoy cats. It was a fun read. Um, he likes pussy. See, see, see how you see how, see how you talk. See how you see how you do me. Scary McMillan. Is how you see how you do me? <laughs> Listen here, Milk Dud. We're not gonna sit here talk shit about me. I took a week off, right? Name still in his mouth, right? <laughs> I was at a wedding. I was at New York Comic Con. You know, I was enjoying myself. Ooh, Prosecco with a splash of vodka. Delicious. What? What? You drinking them bird drinks, Nene Leaks. Yes, I do. I'm making enough money to be doing whatever the fuck I want. Sounds disgusting. Listen, Henry started a TikTok, and now he thinks his opinion is worth something. <laughs> I have 106 followers on TikTok. I am that girl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I am somebody. This bitch can't even go live yet. 
I am right. I am nine hundred followers away from going live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when I do, oh my god, the hell, the hell, the hell. Oh, we go live on um TikTok if all four of us fucking Showtime. Showtime go have to from the jump start showing titties. Showtime, we're, gonna go live trying to, we're trying to break Showtime with so much. Like we're trying to break it with Dark Knights of Steel. We're trying to break it with TikTok. We're trying to break but it. The with bitch is stubborn. Else. He's not, he won't budge. <laughs> the bitch is set in his ways. You think he's fifty three? He's a fucking Aquarius. That's why he acts like this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm we just trying to share good things with our friends. Like, Are you know, Aquarius? Are you Showtime an Aquarius? Yeah, I'm an love for Showtime now. That's our baby. We love him. But as a but as a that, he is a Sophia Petrello of the podcast. He's a mean old lady. Just mean. Just <laughs> a mean old lady. Don't want to do. Don't want to try nothing. Showtime. You should try this. I'm not. I'm not that's, doing that. That is interesting. I'm not interested. And see, that's, that's why I'm not apologizing for what I did. For what I did two episodes ago, I'm not apologizing <laughs> for that shit. He had a comment. <laughs> Had the same updo since 1942. All right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. He is, he is, a, he is the windiest you know, stuff. I, I, I have four degrees and I'm not reading that book. He gonna show up show, he ain't show up shirtless ever again. <laughs> you, you get none of this good black ass. Thank you. <laughs> oh, speaking of good black ass, um, Ari Lennox's album is actually an album. I want to thank you, Ari, for putting out a really good album. I, I, it is great to have sex with. Do you know that album cover was made by an ex-Twitter um, creator? Really? Really? Um, shout out to notable X-Men fan and notable Storm stan. Giannis Davy. Wow. I won't say they're at because I think they want to keep those two worlds separate. But if you know the name Giannis, you know exactly who that person is. See, they still start with us with this tweet, man. I'm trying to be peaceful. Somebody just somebody just quote quote tweet tweet. Weird behavior on a Twitter poll is a fucking uh, Wanda account. Fuck is up then. Beat our ass. Beat our ass. She's a she. Uh, her. She's a she. Her. Listen, all, I, all I'm gonna do is I'm not even about to. I'm not even oh, on that type of time. I'm not even on that type of time. But if I plant my feet, right, and I take that stance. I'm finna lay you out. <laughs> Come on. Come I'm on. a pro. What Indian League saying? We said what we said. He called me a broke twit tweet uh, twit writer. He says, "Oh, you're starving. Buy your father." <laughs> And it's funny how they're doing all that over something. Well, clearly they're not familiar with how we operate on this podcast. But oh, right. Right. I mean, it, nobody's not, nobody is off limits. We've even came for storms. We've even came for storms, like on several different occasions. So I'm not sure why you're they're doing all of that. But it's all this funny over the driest pussy in Marvel. It, it's but it's also funny to me how a lot of them are, but basically getting this upset when you have, and no disrespect to Elizabeth Olsen, because I love her, but it's funny how a lot of your AVs are pictures of a white woman who whitewashed the character and then used the G word that y'all were so adamant about. Not right. saying. 
We're the worst so, for people for you to come for, honestly. I'm like, you could have tried anyone else. Anyone else in the podcast. Anyone else. Tried. I don't know what the fuck you thought. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just fuck saying, I- like, I'm just saying, like, it's not going to change. Like I said, I do like MCU uh, Scarlet Witch, but the one in the comic book, she's just not. She just don't be doing it. She don't. She was more interesting when she was fucking Jericho Drum. Literally. Don't fuck with us too much, all right? Just keep it cute. Keep it cute. Um, you know, that big ass direct deposit still coming in, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Still getting that Wanda stand. That Wanda stand don't keep your nigga home. I'll fuck your dad. I wouldn't enjoy it. Baby, that's, <laughs> my, that's, that's my revenge. Fucking your friends. Fucking people that you love. That's my revenge. Why fight? Why can fuck your daddy? I'll be bored as hell coming in your father. Yeah. Bored as hell. Say, I have better things to do. Pants right. not even all the way off. Froggy style. Right. We will, well, take, we, 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 we will take turns on your daddy. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. We are we are a, 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 a peaceful podcast. Mostly. And it, <laughs> on paper, we are peaceful. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what? I should, I should be like an asshole. Like, if you're white and you're arguing with us right now, you're racist. Tweet it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. I said, "What you gonna do about it?" With a uh, with a gif of um, Leslie um, from SNL saying, um, "I said it." What? We said it. What you gonna do? Nothing. Say what the fuck we said. I didn't think it was that serious, but <laughs> like, I, it's like it's it's if, if anything is tongue and cheek and it's a joke, but like. But you joke. know we live in a world. But you you know we live in a world where it's like people can't take certain humor. Yeah, but and people but, don't like. But more likely they black folks special too much. Right. They 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 more likely in black folks business, and then and then this and then it's a she her. So more likely she's gonna act like. Oh, you're being massage girl. Shut up. You hop over in black in black folks business. business, ma'am. Nobody was even talking to you. You didn't have to respond. So now you responded, and we and, and I'm like like the great Tammy Roman has said, I have risen. What do you want? Now I gotta act a fool because you over here messing with me. Now I gotta handle up on Jackie's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're supposed to be reviewing comic books. We're supposed to be reviewing comic books. That's the- <laughs> I just put that one in there. I love what she said. <laughs> okay, next up, we got Wolverine. Now that we're out of the flat scan ghetto. Out of the flat scan ghetto. We, we're done. Oh, don't say flat scan. You know, that, that writer might get upset. Call them flat scans. All right, so. I'm sorry. Um, genetically typical. Right. <laughs> So Wolverine number twenty five. Judges your scores. I'll give it. I give it an eight point five because I feel like I didn't give it a fair chance when I was reading it. I was just wanting it to be over. Um, I think there was a lot of character moments going on in the background that just wasn't giving its proper like credence. And it's a weird thing to say about a Wolverine comic. 
that wasn't giving it a fair shot? I will give it a. I'll give it a seven, honestly, because I'm I'm really not into Wolverine books like that. This one was actually fairly decent. Um, with them battling, uh, semi battling the um, progenitor and stuff, I really thought that I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was entertaining, and I kind of like the um, the bonus issue. He's talking yeah. about um, talking about um, how he feels more comfortable at bars, and he's lived everywhere, and he feels like he could be himself and stuff like that. So, I felt like um, I felt like it was a good um, story to kind of like characterize Logan a little bit more, even though I'm not like the biggest fan. It it, it characterized him a little bit more. Yeah, I, 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 I give it a because I, I you know I, I'm obsessed with uh, Solom and his his antics. Solom, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I I love his antics. So, but I but and then like the art. This is the same artist that did um, uh, death of uh, ten ten deaths of Wolverine. So this artist needs to stick with. He does Wolverine well. I give him credit for that. Not that, not that I think that Andy does not do a good job, but um, Vincentini does a really good job of doing Wolverine and it being an art. It meets where Wolverine is as far as being an anime, an uh, anime uh, rough around a collar situation. His artwork works for him. I like the artist that does Wolverine. It was great. He passed. I'm not shocked that he passed. I will say in all fairness about Wolverine passing, um, I think he deserved to pass because a lot of times he was never in control of who he was anyway. And a lot of stuff that he was experiencing was circumstantial to you know, abusive parents and, you know, being put into, like, programs and being brainwashed and shit. So, I'm not sure. It's not just that. Because when I see these votes, like, everyone keeps going, like, oh, they're not good people, they're not good, blah, 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 blah. I look more so at, like, are they upholding what they say their character is all about? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think after Wolverine, the X-Men, not the animated series, the comic run, you know, the whole, com- the more comedic one, you know, he was like headmaster of the Institute, um, specifically the Jean Grey School. I mean, he's clear it wasn't Xavier Institute, it was the Jean Grey School. Mm-hmm. I think his role in like building up other people and teaching them from his mistakes more than qualified him for like, the, for, like everything he says he's about. Like, you know, I'm the best at what I do. Um, and what I do isn't easy. And, like, then taking that motto and then flipping it and going, like, I'm doing this so no one else has to do it. I'm doing it. Basically, he's more like Emma Frost than he ever gets himself credit for. He's more like, I'm doing it for the kids. Yeah, like, and he's really here for the kids, like Emma's here for the kids. I mean, I think that's one thing that they do share in common is that, like, one thing about Wolverine is that, like, you know, he don't play about kids. Like, you fuck with kids. You know that's that's where the, that's where he draws the line. He'll do he'll put up a lot of shit, but you don't fuck with kids like not with Wolverine. Yeah. Like like with ID. Have yeah, any scenes with him and ID in a while. Him and Oya. If you guys don't know who ID is, ID of Harko. No, because they call it witch fans. <laughs> yeah, they ruin everything. They wouldn't know. They all they all favorite fans of that uh, of that that Aryan protagonist. She's not Aryan. Actually, I'll be clear with that. She's not Aryan. Romani, Romani she's a... protagonist. 
with her with her Aryan fan base. The Aryans do love her for some reason. But she's not even. But she's not even the Aryan character. She's she's Romani. She's not even she's Romani. She she's an N word of Europe. Yeah, she's the N word of Europe. She's a nigga of Europe. That's when you're dark skins. You ask where all the dark skin people of Europe is. The Romani are right there, <laughs> yeah, looking at you, confused. Because they have portrayed her as a white woman, they think that she's an ally. That she's just one of their little friends. That's fine. <laughs> I want Wanda to go off by white privilege once in the comics, just for funsies, you know? Just <laughs> like, confuse not, people. So I'm not white like you, Polaris. <laughs> well, yeah. is Polaris? Te- uh, mm, I think it depends on the picture, Well, she would be part, she'd be, she'd be part uh, Jewish, right? Ethnically. Yes. I think this conversation for Connor more so than me because I think this complexity behind being like Jewish ethnic ethnically and also racially white that yeah. I've never really dug deep into the, the nuance behind it before. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. I've, I've lived in New York makes you really aware of that topic. I think he discusses it in the Magneto episode. So like always, I recommend any of you guys go check out Connor's Magneto episode on Cerebral, Cerebral Podcast. We will, I will always... <laughs> Pitch Connor because Connor does great work, and I will give um, excellence credits, uh, credence where credence is due. Just like we big uh, up Al Ewing here all the time. Mm, we love Al here. We love Al Ewing here. Love you, baby. I love um, you. I know. I really wished that we got more of Solon's backstory in this issue. I know they like to do this low burn yeah. bullshit. We go, you know, with Rogue, we didn't even find her name until ten years after she was published. I don't care. Tell us what happened with War. Right. I want to know because he was an Omega level mutant. So let me kill the Omega level mutant. He was on the quiet. He was on the uh the Great Ring. Bracken, the War's husband, was on the Great Ring. He was on Omega. So how did that go down? What was happening? Yeah, like I have, I have, I have so many questions about the past of Araco that we have still have not been given any like, like even though like we're getting like subtle hints here and there. Um, about like things that have happened in the series events through X Men Red, they kind of like really haven't like like how Tarn came to power. I need to know everything. I need, yeah. I, need I need I need I need a, a Rocco like st- like even that sprinkle of like Iska having grown up on Akara is like she didn't discover right. it like Apocalypse did. She was there when it was right. still formed. Right. Like I need like and thing is great about it, they could easily do um like an Akara series that like is within the X-Men universe, but still like so like 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 a like a mini series where it's so outside of it where like you can just follow that and then not interrupt any of the other books. X-Men unbeaten. Yeah, like something for real, like Something because I I I want more. I I, I think I think all the X Men fans currently can say they want more of their Rocco movies. They want more. We're not getting enough still. X Men Red is still not giving me enough of a fix. It's good. Mm-hmm. Now you and your foot is in, is in that motherfucker. Your whole your whole mm-hmm. big toe with like fungus and a yellow nail is in there. But I want more. Even the girls are still mad about her giving up her seat. Um, Jay, shout out to you, baby. It happened. I'm sorry. It's not belittling of her. She's been saying since the start, like, I'm not an imperialist. And me holding this seat 
is imperialism. Um, it would be hypocritical, to say the least, if she kept that seat uh, for right. too long. Even though I do agree that I did want to see her fight Iska. I think that fight kind of passed through. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people was looking forward to that, including me. <laughs> I really wanted to see how that was going to turn out, but like a lot of people were, they just weren't happy with how that issue turned out. And I thought it was a great. I'm not sure why. It's not over yet. We're going to get more. I think X Men Red I, went too well for it to keep going. Well, I think that, I think because I think the way the cover was set up, that people thought that we have like this big drag out fight between Iska and Storm, which kind of happened but didn't happen. Like mm-hmm. they fought. But it was more of a war of words versus a war of like hands, and and yeah. I think that's what the I think that was the most interesting point of the issue was the fact that like the Iraq I mutants were actually talking it out. They was like, like Esca, you really fucked up this time, and you need to be aware of how you fucked up and how we need to like move away from this. Like we we can still be about war, but we have to be reasonable about something, sis. Like goddamn, it's like you only have power here. But that the power you have makes you deeply unhappy, sis. If we right. weren't so competitive, you would have more opportunity to connect with other people. Right. Plus, you are literally a walking plot hole. We need you to go. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, are way too, you, you are way too unpredictable, especially in times of war. So <laughs> You put the council uh, in control every time. Some people, I know, uh, some people are like, oh, the fact that she left means that something's about to happen to Araka. I was like, it doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means that she, no matter what's going on, it's like, whatever she said, it doesn't mean that place is indestructible. It means that conflict is coming. Conflict is always coming. I'm sorry, she can't be here. She's going to flip on us for orchids. That's going to be a problem. Yeah, we can flip her back. But, like, who's she going to kill in, in between now and then is a problem. The problem, sis. Um, right. And then, like, you know, X-Men Ray about to really slide into this whole Abigail Brand situation, which I am looking for. That, that's the violence I want to see. I want to see two mm-hmm. black women fighting. I don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see two black women fight. But I do need to see Abigail Brand get her ass whipped by Cable. Because Cable is, baby, when I tell you, Cable is pissed. Cable. <laughs> This man has lived through several different realities and futures of, of like, well, like, um, well, evolved roaches and the Ascani and different kinds of apocalypses and all kinds of shit. And this is the one that he's just like, oh, bitch. Now, I got, I got some shit I want to fight. Like, like, <laughs> that, who he caught this guy, he was like, where's she at? Where's she at? He like he like that black woman in that episode of uh, uh, American Dad would drive around the car. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> Tapping a gun outside. Of, I just want to talk, baby. Baby, I'm not mad. <laughs> I just want to talk to you. That's that's how that's how Cable's riding around the streets of uh of uh of Morocco right now. He's like, I just want to talk, Abigail. I don't want no problems. Yeah, Give like access to the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's mad. Like, and, and the thing is, like, even how the panel is drawn, like, you can see that he's really pissed. Like I would love it. They showed his techno organic virus just going crazy. <laughs> Cause, Cause I because I think I think the thing that I, and I said and I said it last show is that like I feel like cable 
knows that events have happened in the future, but he doesn't know specifically how they happened. He knows that because, like, cause like, if you read it, if you read the the Spider Man twenty ninety nine series thing that was going on, the X Men are in that. The X Men of twenty ninety nine are in that with Cerebra and Cable and Rogue are on this team. Rogue has some level of amnesia, or something, and she doesn't collectively remember everything. But young Cable, because it's young Cable, not older Cable. Young Cable knows that that Krakoa failed, but he does not know how it failed. And now that he knows that Abigail had a hand in it. Baby, he is pissed. We're getting bits and pieces of something going down because they it, we introduced an Arkea uh, as the yeah. blind. Yes. Reintroducing like uh Omega Sentinel. Yes. Myra McTaggart basically also being an Omega Sentinel. We haven't seen that bitch in a while. <laughs> Well, Fall of X is coming, so something they're building to some mess. Don't worry, Dave, you're out. He's on the out. Um, the Children of the Vault scenario, it's like little things popping up, and now Araco is going, no more fighting. And also remember what happened in, in Fox when Mars became a home, a hotbed of mutants who are genetically incapable of warfare. And Something. everyone went like, oh, yeah, now that we're on Mars, that's, like, just not going to happen. Like, I was like, it makes sense that what happened up there on Araco is the neutering of everything. It's the start of everything going on with them. Like, a thousand years in the future, they're genetically incapable of violence without killing themselves. Something's going down, dude. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman, you son of a bitch. You did it again. I really feel like this is going to be chaotic. It's but Eternals one shot. Henry, I will, I will catch up with you. Do you still hate the Eternals? I don't hate them. I'm just not... I, I don't hate them like Showtime hates them. Okay. <laughs> no, Showtime don't hate them. Showtime loved the Eternals. He hates uh, Speedsters and Kryptonians and Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> I, like, I don't hate them. It's just like... It seems like white Christianity mm-hmm. is what it's giving. And I'll, I'll, we, we just want to hop into this. All right, so yeah, first, I want to ask you that first before we get the scores. Because I, it's, this is an Eternals heavy like run, right? And the reason why everyone did not. Huh? You still got to do X Force. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's good. I'm skip. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry, friend. Um, X Force. I give it a ten. I give it a nine. Um, because I'm ready for Beast to suffer. Fuck yeah. him up. <laughs> um, I'll give it a. I'll, I'll give it an eight. Even though this comic has been great without Wolverine. X Force improved dramatically without Wolverine. Oh my God! Yeah, the clear difference. It's been splendid. I think they need to take Wolverine into the backseat of X Force and just make him the, the, uh, the director of X Force yeah. because I like him better when he's sitting behind like the desk, like a Nick Fury, 
and just going, okay, so this is what we got to do. And he's taking himself that way by having to be hypocritical in his orders rather than like in how he navigates shit. I think he was like, you ever see uh, the Hunger Games, like Cornelius Fudge? Like in one hand, he's a doting grandfather. He's like holding his granddaughter, taking her out for tea, holding her hand through the garden and stuff, and listening to her talk about how she likes her hair to be in a ponytail, like Katniss. And on the other one, he's committing genocide, ordering murders, and like smiling while he's doing it. I want that energy from Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I can see him having tea part, uh, having tea with like you know. Um, Gabby and Oya, and you know, telling them about his old war stories of the grandpa he is, and then going back into the black room and saying, We're gonna assassinate a US president. <laughs> yeah, really I, yeah, yeah, they need Wolverine. Wolverine just needs to stick to his own book because, like, I'm enjoying Sage and Omega Red, their little like friendship, whatever this may be. Um, She's freaked out by his ass. She just goes, "Okay, I guess." <laughs> like, he's literally, like he's literally sitting up there eating like the hook. <laughs> like, like, okay, it is what it is. This nigga got to eat. We got shit to do, so it is what it is. But I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. And Beast, because because the thing that because Beast is, Beast has been avoiding resurrection for whatever reason. I do not know why. Um, he's talking so much shit. He says, I'm irreplaceable. Yeah, he's X-Men. He was very... Hey, he, you're an X-Men. X-Men. What are you talking about? You are, right. You're an like, X-Men. What are you doing? He, he is like... He really irritated the fuck out of me. I'm just like, not your... Your vanity is so very yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very really much giving... Like, he feels some, the self-importance right. of, like, finally being in a role like Scott had, but showing right. also why he was never suitable for it. Yeah, it's a mess. And he thinks he's the favorite son now. And he he's still not. He's still not. The girls are still not checking for him. You'll never be Scott. Shit, nigga, you'll but, ever be Storm. <laughs> but then but we, all, we all have to mention how Craven um is being racist and killed uh maggot like that. I didn't I, appreciate it. I didn't like that at all. And Maggie was getting shy. You never see Maggie doing anything. And finally, he was just like showing off that X-Men training, leaping tree from tree, turning around, throwing that Maggie at, at an Eternal's head. He was, right. he was giving. <laughs> and you could tell he like really took his time to cut Maggie's head off. Right. Like he was taking pleasure in taking that trophy, quotation marks. Yeah, this like, issue really captured how psychotic Kraven is. Like, yeah. a lot of people don't ever really paint Kraven with that energy of like, yeah, no, Kraven is like insane. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, he most Spider-Man, like even in the Electro run, he was like presented as like, yeah, I'm an assassin. I was. He's getting like, you know, Deathstroke energy. Right. And this, you see, he's fully demented. He's unstable. He's not okay. He's talking about like. Oh yeah, the hunt is what life is all about. It's kind of worse than Sabretooth. So he's unhinged, and I, and he's mad because he's a clone. He doesn't know what to do with himself about it. He's pissed that he's a clone. And the Celestial won't even address him. No, not at all. Which like, like, no. 
you don't count as a person. I can't judge you for anything because you don't have a goal. You don't do anything. There's nothing important about you. I can judge Gabby. <laughs> right. Gabby counts as a person. Right. Well, you're not remarkable. Well, you could definitely tell he's um, trying to find some sort of meaning or something. Because he is a clone. Like, it's it's like he's not his his original self. So I guess he's trying to trying to find some semblance of some semblance of me. But I mean, damn, you can't find nothing else to do. Like, why? He's gonna survive. We're gonna put him in some dark web. Yeah, he was. He was. He's. He's mad because he's less remarkable than his original counterpart. And the icon, the daddy. Yeah, he's mad about it. He's real mad about it. Man, he needs to get over it. But it was cute though. I I, I enjoyed X Force without Wolverine and Kid Omega. I love Deadpool, like knowing that shit is going down and still choosing now to start violence with uh, Omega Red. He's like, oh, the movie's like, stop. Why are you bitching? Like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to be fine. <laughs> like, you're, you're fine. You're not dead. And, and the thing is that, like, like, Omega Red is so deadpan all the time. He's just like, you're not dead. He said, I knew you'd be okay. <laughs> like, legally, because he's like, if I hurt you actually, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> right. I, I, I didn't break any rules. I could have killed you, but I didn't. So just be glad that you are still here. You're traumatized. Get over it. That's what's getting better. And also the artist has grown on me, so. I like how we just don't worry about Kid Omega anymore. (laughs) Yeah, like how it's going to come back around eventually, but we all kind of like, who? Who? I say this even though I know I used to like Quentin Quire, and I feel like if they're bringing back Sublime, you kind of—it's it's okay to bring back Quentin Quire for that kind of storyline. He's deeply yeah. invested in the era. Just like I think Tess should be addicted to kick and not alcohol. I think if they made a kick addiction, it would have a lot more impact. Because I have big questions about like, what's the underworld of mutant society like now? Like, alcoholism doesn't seem that bad. A kick addiction feels like it should qualify as something bigger. Because she always had to stay away. She's always running her power, like. Let's let's push the limit. Let's have her do a kick. Just a little bit. What's they call it? Uh, being on the puff. Testing the puff. You know, just a little every once in a while. Okay. Um, next up is Eternals. Judges just scores. Right now, we just get like we have like nine, like half the screen is just Henry's face. All up in that shit. <laughs> no, because I'm because I'm, I'm reading through these comments um, on uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's actually hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's, Y'all want to take us out so bad? <laughs> it's so funny to me. Make all you hoes so mad. <laughs> It is so Listen, funny to me. So we got funny. an episode to finish, Henry. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, it's just distracting and funny to me. I just think it's funny too. Okay, Eternals one shot. How are you feeling? Um, I give it. 
Cersei got uh-huh. chopped. Yeah, Cersei definitely got chopped. Um, mm-hmm. I give it. A, I give it a nine because the way it opened with Jean Grey. Jean yeah, is one step away from me. saying the Phoenix will purify the Earth. <laughs> she on her last fucking nerve. Right. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't be surprised if they low key tried to use her and the Phoenix Force to kind of like Fight bring her? things back. Bring like, huh? I was gonna say fight her, like slash you. Oh, oh, that, that, yeah, that, and kind of like restore everything after the progenitor destroyed her, so that she can save as many lives as like. That probably is going to happen. I feel like her vote is going to be worth more. At the, I think they're like literally because he's still counting, um, and so the scale might just get tipped if people who had been a down vote go up. Because even Ajax still won't get voted. Uh, still doesn't um, have a vote. Yeah, it's interesting. It. I'll give it uh, a nine. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it a nine. I don't know, Henry. You just gotta get over it. I think you like the Eternals. I don't hate them. I just, I just, I just don't. It, it just. Okay, okay. Let's say this: they're not the Inhumans. That's important. That's a big step because you literally call them the Inhumans too. Well. They're not the Inhumans. I have, a, I have a different level of respect for these people. Um, no, there's more of them individually you fuck with. <laughs> well, I think it's like, I will say that Judgment Day has given me much more nuance into their culture. So understanding that they are not just a monolith of people, they actually have a varietal of things going on. Um, I just, you know, still learning. Their beef has always been with each other, like consistently always been like them fighting each other. They don't worry about no mutant shit. They don't worry about no, like, human shit. Um, I'm happy Mimitar came through, which is like, yo, Exodus. Um, they killed my main bitch. No yeah. sorry. <laughs> they killed my sisters and they killed my main bitch. It's got to go down. Because we have... Uh, Marvel put these books so out of order. Did you get the joke that is called Mimitar and like she'd be on Twitter? Yes. I love Mimitar. <laughs> Mimitar is everything. Like she's everything. These books are really out of order. I think we only have two books, three books left. Honestly, I'm being real Death of the Mutants and the Eternals. Like I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what happened. They kind of blur together. Yeah, so like, so basically, Death of Mutants basically was sad because the world had to be rebooted to protect itself from the progenitor. And you didn't get the weight of that. The the Earth, the machine, was the sassiest bitch in the Eternals run. No, no, I, like, like I, I got it because of the depth of emotion that Fastos had about it. So I understood that it was like really bad. But then, like, I, I'm a Pisces. I can help with feel things because I'm a stupid fucking Pisces. But no, I did I did grasp from that like how hard that was. 
how fucked up that was. I I I, I did get that. I did I did understand that much of it. Because when he went mm-hmm. when he went back went back to like try to talk to him, it was kind of like just basic like or human or human like it was it was not loving or like you know not 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 the shady girl that she usually is. I was like, oh, they had to reset the machine. Oh, and I start like. It, like I, and I don't know how many years it's taken the, the world to develop this personality or this like autonomy, this AI. So I don't know that process, but I did grasp enough from what was going on that like it was a heartbreaking thing. I did get that much, but that's because I'm a stupid Pisces and I feel she amazing. was a ba- she was the baddest bitch in the turtles. Always had a quip, always talking shit. <laughs> yeah, because they really were. They really were like the star of the book. And you could tell mm-hmm. by Danny Fastos' like reaction, he was devastated. Poor thing. Look at the celestial, look at the progenitor and said, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. You can't kill me. She said, Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we I think they're also setting up Fastos to join the Avengers, I think. It's giving that vibe. I don't think he's good, but we low-key did just review Death uh, death to the Mutants, so what was y'all's scores? I gave it a 10. 10. I gave it a 10. I gave it a 10. It was was the moment. um, It was the moment. All the exchanges between the deaths of people that died. Um, Do we hate Ajax or do we not? I, 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 it's like I'm kind of neutral on her. I don't hate her or like her. It's just one of the things. Just like, but oh, oh, the moment, the moment, the moment of Exodus and Mimitar doing poetry together. The moment, the moment. That, that was that was everything. So Exodus was like, "What you want? Because you can die again. We can both die again. I'll How do it. Do <laughs> we both can die again. Like, what's good? Like, you know, death ain't nothing to me. Ready? Right. He's like, he said, I already know how. He said, I already know how I'm going to kill you, so, like, what's up? <laughs> like, and what's good? Like, I'd rather do... And she's like, no, I'd rather do poetry. And then she proceeds to do her Maya Angelou shit. Right. I know why the cage bird sings. <laughs> so that someone shows you who they are. <laughs> Believe me. they go to hell. Go <laughs> Go to hell, Ma. Go no, I love the hex. I love the hex. She said, you know nothing of love. <laughs> Go to hell. Go to hell. Ajax is setting up to be a really complicated character, which I really respect. Um, especially because it's clear they're trying to do more since they know that the original Eternals run where Ajax became a villain. It just got canceled before anyone can even find out like, the depths that that bitch is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like how much of a zealot, like to the point that she became Judas to mm-hmm. the Eternals race. Mm-hmm. I'm happy they called back out and said, you are a zealot, you're a believer. You beat the shit out of the, uh, of the Celestial. You beat your God. And it's like, mm-hmm. I deserve a better God. I'm like, that's a complicated answer. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, every answer she was given, I was like, hmm. 
Mm, yes, I can see why you can wrestle the celestial and go, you can't judge me yet because there's still hope for you. And it's like, yeah, but your hope is leading you to a thousand and one dead ends. You had hope in the original celestials and they failed you. Every single person you choose fails you. So what good is faith and blind faith at that if your faith makes you choose these gods who aren't worthy of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a read. It was a, it was a whole read. It was all a whole read against Ajax and how she manages her religiosity. It was a it was it's a like read. Ajax looking at like looking at, like like progenitors. I know what you guys are doing. So if they succeed by default, it's worse than if they if they had failed because if they succeed, that means your faith was still in the wrong place. The only way Ajax wins is if the progenitor changes his mind. Right. Yeah, and that's pretty much the truth. Everyone's watching Sinister. Ajax gonna betray their asses. Mm-hmm. Good because you can't trust somebody who has that much of a conviction with religion. Senses don't believe nobody. Senses don't believe nobody but himself. Cersei <laughs> said, I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> shit, they're more, shit, they're more radical than a very obvious supervillain. <laughs> Makari's just there. Oh yeah, Makari's very much, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy you guys remember my character. <laughs> I never got this much attention when I was a boy. <laughs> so happy to be here. You guys, you guys are great. Hello. Who needs Everyone a good silver, right? <laughs> you have me. I can work fast. Black Flash. Um, so we actually got it. We we are now moving on to the bad Legion bitches of-, of the week. Legion yeah, of finally, finally the action. Mm-hmm. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10 period. I like, because the thing is, like, I was really nervous. I, I went into this book nervous because last week we had the, the, the final thing with Oral Serata. So I didn't know like where we were going to next. Because like we were so knee deep in Judgment Day that I didn't know that we were going to like, what's that? What could they do next? Is like they, they like a whole month and a half behind. What could they probably talk about? And then they basically explain the fight between him and Uranus, which was amazing. It really was. It was like different. It was like they're they're like singing, they're dancing, they're like battling each other in so many different ways, and they still have a draw. And I love so that. Much. And I love that. But that just goes to show how formidable Uranus is as like on on like a telepathic scale. Cause Legion ain't no hoe. Right. Legion was like outside. I just feel like it was really important for him to showcase that Uranos did not beat Legion. Not officially. Um right. because I looked at that and I was like, it don't feel right. Because yeah. the trios are very powerful. I'm not gonna like the triumvirate are powerful as shit. Zerus on his own um is completely powerful enough to go toe-to-toe with Zeus, the god. Right. And his parents, the triumvirate, are power- more powerful than he is. Like their specializations is in concepts, and like you know, we now learn Uranus's concept that he is specialized in is genocide. Right. Apocalyptic warfare, um, the destruction of planets. You know, he's a diamond if you go to the universe. 
However, Legion, full full stop, has too many personalities in that matchup. We voted. We got the the votes out. You know, we rate Legion as the top like five of mutant kind. Right. Yeah. I'm happy you yeah. pointed out like what lost from that is very much what Storm is pointing out to Vulcan, which is with Omegas, it depends on your will and how much will you have to actualize whatever you're going to do. Um, and going like your weakness of character is what lost you this fight. Not your power, your weakness of character. You need daddy's acceptance too much. <laughs> but I also love the fact that with Magneto, Magneto was the complete opposite of Charles. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Charles, so Charles basically was a CNN for Legion, and he has very little faith with the Legion. But Magneto is the complete opposite. He's like, you know, trust has to be built, you know, so I'm trusting you to take care of, you know, take care of this and help these people survive. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're, it's like he's doing what Charles as a father should be doing. And it's right. like having some sort of belief or some sort of like having some sort of trust within his like within his child. Like that's what Charles should have been doing, but instead we got Magneto, which makes sense. Right. Yeah, and 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 that was because things like 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 Magneto is like, look, you easily could like end this right now, but that that still leaves the rest of the Iraq mutants undefended, and you have a power set which is much more useful than what we have here right now. I'll handle your rangos, and you go protect the rest of the world. Like you, you can you can move around faster than than I can, and and then things like you like the thing says the black screen, the black page. You no, know, Magneto was right. That means that Legion's ideas are going to change going forward as well. Because right. he's going he's gonna to align more with Magneto's train of thought than he did with his own father. And the thing is so bad is it's like he's been seeking Xavier's approval for the longest time. And that's how Xavier failed his test. Yeah. Because <laughs> the progenitor basically showed up as Legion and Xavier was like, okay, girl, uh-uh, not right now. Not right now. We I got shit going on. And he just he instantly failed. That's some wild shit. That's some yeah. wild shit. Do y'all think um, that psychic battle when they turned from music to dance um, that Legion of Outvote uh, Uranus? Yeah. I think Uranus is circle butch queen. It was the old way. Um, definitely uh, Uranus, you know, gave it. He was giving it, but I think Legion, you know, with his mastery of the new way, you know, and that face, you know, the face reveal was was stunning. It was just face after face after face after face. Um, the girl ate too hard, you know, Your Honor, you did your best, but that's why you said that's why you said you know we're equally matched because you didn't want to bite that, you know, that a legend got ate up by an icon. <laughs> I'm actually living for the fact. Um, uh, what's that nigga name? Uh, Nightcrawler being like the most visible in all this. I kind of didn't see that coming. Um, I love that he like he set Iska up 
Okay, bye now. Don't get hurt, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's been great. See you later. Okay, okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Bye, honey. I yield. You can't yield that. I yield. Oh, I'm. Oh my God. You're so much stronger than me. Oh my God, I'm You're so Omega, scared. Right? <laughs> like we're scared. We're scared. Oh no, we're scared. I could not stop laughing. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and this is going to show you, how you, you teleporters. Yeah, it was lovely. Like, I'm really, I want to see what this next story arc is going to go, though, with them. I'm, I'm obsessed with the spirit of variance that lives inside of Banshee. I, I just like the look. The look is really exciting for me. Um, I just want to know what's going to happen next. Um, I just don't, I can't wait to imagine that was really dead, though. That's really, that's really breaking my heart. People but, are already saying that he's not going to stay dead. No, duh. No, he's duh. not going to stay dead, but like, they really killed him. I was, just I was feel it in the moment. That's the point of the story. It's the story. Let the moment they take you. to do a Gene Gray, leave him dead for 13 years. Exactly. They left that bitch in the ground. <laughs> they, they, they really left Gene dead. That was, that, was, that was pure misogyny. They really left Gene dead for a long time. They really did, and she would make like little, maybe like little cameo appearances and whatever. And that's but, why that nigga who's running the X Men anime series is so bitter. He's like, you know, I don't think that's like their one true love. He he's all about erasing Emma Frost from the narrative completely because he hate that bitch. <laughs> right. The moment that she she looked up Scott Summers, he was like, if I ever get a whole X Men anime series, that bitch is dying in scene one. Lord have mercy. Like that. Um, I hope that this is the preamble to them doing more with Gentle. Um, because it has nothing to do with the issue. I just feel like they haven't been doing anything with Gentle. Um, the altar kind of feels like a thing that Gentle would really vibe with. Um, he's all about toxic positivity and shit like that. And he has a lot of issues to work through, too. He could use the altars to sit down and kind of think about, like, my mother was abusive to me, you know? Um, so I've been in the closet for half my life, and literally I'm the only known mutant in Wakanda literally because she stopped me from enjoying the perks of my Wakandan heritage. It's whatever. Yeah. I, I, really, I love it here. I love, I love Morocco. I love Legion. That's... Um, Alyssa, you know, laying out that motherfucking uh, blooper penis. I love it. I love it all. I love it all. I love it all. I'm also yeah. happy they brought back um, Legion's character flaw from the age of X, which was like Legion's whole deep need to be a hero worthy of his father. Yeah. Is anyone going to go to hell for that? We already know what, where, where the progenitor think about that one. That's, that's one of the I can't tests wait for Legion to rub that in his daddy's face. Like, you failed your test. I passed mine. 
Right. He said, he like you ever been. I did myself. Me. Right. On my own. David should be ashamed of himself being a terrible father like that. And now, what I know is going to be another 10 across the board. Immortal X-Men. Oh, my God. 10. Yeah, 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. Was it me or was really fuckable? <laughs> yeah, know. like... It's, it's definitely gotta be this beard. It's definitely gotta be this beard. Yeah, yeah. Nightcrawler yeah. with a Nightcrawler with a beard is just it's like a it's like a chef's kiss. And that <laughs> shit was moisturized with the juices of Weaponless Zen. Yeah. This isn't after fucking Weaponless Zen. She put that shit into him. Yeah, because I definitely noticed a little little change with his 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 swag and stuff after he got through tapping that. Listen. I I I I love Immortal X-Men. I am obsessed with this book. When they said we get another we would get another um another book, another um uh get a book on a choir council. I was like, what is this, this is probably really messy or really it could be this could be really good or really terrible. It so... is thing. I think this is one of the issues that was planned to come out alongside Legion of X. Um, mm. And that's why they had to bundle this shit together and like drop it all mm. this week. Because this one, apparently, like I didn't notice that at first, but I reread it. It references the fact that Nightcrawler was just porting around a bunch of places in Legion of X. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's been dying a lot. Um, because he's been pushing his X gene to his limit. Um, and has been killing him every single time. And, like, Charles has been, like, immediately backing him up as he's going out and then, like, uploading him with no pause. And, like, is revealing, oh, yeah, he's actually, like, straining his mind um, mm-hmm. every time he does that. So by the end of this issue, is setting us up for a new run with Nightcrawler where he's now a completely different person because he's going through, like, trauma after trauma after trauma by remembering his death. Yeah, like, what, like, what is that about, like... Because I didn't understand that, like, how he was able to remember his death now. Xavier typically erases the moment of your death, or your backup doesn't include it, because you only back up to a certain point. The only character who remembers his death um, typically <laughs> is, um, it was Sink. It's because Sink was backed up moments before he died. So he had the trauma of himself dying. Um, and typically that causes a changes in your psychology because death is an extremely traumatizing experience and it does something to you when you're re-uploaded. So Xavier was literally in his mind every single time he died, took whatever he backed up in there and threw it into the next body. And so he would just keep doing that, dying alongside Nightcrawler every single time. Um, so that you can keep backing him up would be moments memory because he can't afford to lose track of time and mm-hmm. I know what he just did because he needs to go about the earth doing a bunch of things. Um, and then they definitely did it when they went, sent him up to Orcus so that he can like adapt as an attacking so he can remember how to defeat Nimrod. Right. Because Nimrod pointed out the main weakness that the X-Men have is that they don't remember going up against them so they can't form a strategy because they can't back up the memory. Whereas Orcus constantly remembers what's happening to them. So they can right. get that. 
attempted. He's attempted. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's attempted to get to, to get on Orcus to get to Moira seven times. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, died seven times. So they used like seven bucks. Yeah. At the top of like they say it's something in the twenties. How many times he died? He had to teleport from one side of the planet to the other side. You know he can't do shit like that. So he killed him yeah. when he did it. Yeah, he was moving like Nightcrawler's got to shine. I love that. Um. So basically, his whole plan was to get to Myra and go like, girl. Humanity's at risk here now, too. You can't afford to be out here working against us. We got to work together or else none of our future is going to come true. Um, and so they went up to the, they're forming a plan, I guess, to recalibrate the, the progenitor and do something to it using the resources of Orcus. This to me is a bad idea. Yeah, I'm about to say the same yeah. thing. You're giving them access to the celestial, knowing that the celestials. Well, it used to be that Celestials were the origins of the X-Gene's potential. With Threshold, I'm not sure how deeply true that is anymore. On some level, it got to be. I think they were adapted. But basically, you're giving, them, you're giving access to the entities who could probably be the most likely to be able to undo the X-Gene. Not just that. Celestial is kind of like the final stage of Nimrod because they're... They're not organic. They're like robots. Uh-huh. Cosmic magic robots. Uh, yeah, because when he, uh, when he snatched uh, Nimrod's dome out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All he needed was his fingertips. I love how they did it, too. I love how they put it out, like, Actually, Nightcrawler's power is a lot more lethal than we ever give it credit for. He just doesn't use it like that, but he can choose not to take the rest of your body with you. So let me ask you a question, Stephen. Have you had? This may be a rhetorical question. Have you read the uh, Age of Apocalypse? Glimpses of it. I'm still working through it. So there is a part in Excalibur in the Age of Apocalypse where, like, so basically in, in in the Excalibur and Age of Apocalypse, it's Nightcrawler, um, Nightcrawler, Destiny, and and Cipher and um, Mystique, and basically he is a part of a fairy that takes mutants to the Savage Land to live peacefully and out of war. And there's a battle that he fights against um, the Pale Riders, who are this this, this character named uh, Damask or Damask, or something. She ends up showing up later in, in the regular 616, but she does it for a while. And and Deadpool's character called Dead Man Wade and his other character, and basically Wolverine, not Wolverine, sorry. Basically, Nightcrawler teleports on top of Dead Man Wade's shoulders and decapitates him and, and te- teleports his head off. <laughs> it is the wildest shit. I've ever seen Nightcrawler do so. Like him seeing him do this twenty years later, after the Age of Apocalypse, is so amazing to me. Because like when he said like, I could just use my fingertips and take off parts of people's heads, this this nigga like took off like, and I'm talking about like you see you see you see the the band behind him 
with the smoke and his head just being gone. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I was like, I wish, because I'm not at home. My All my comic books are at home. But like, I wish I could like pull it out right now and show you. But once you get to that part of Excalibur, you're just like, oh, oh nigga, it's, it's war war. Like, this is how we're carrying. Yeah, shit was I crazy. Love they, I love when they drop, like, Easter eggs from, like, other comic series. Right, like last time, saying, like X Men, like they pick up on it. Yeah. Listen, the last time I even saw him do that was in Wolverine and the X Men when he was fighting Spiral, and like he was like bamfing around her. He's like grabbing her arm and then bamfing away, and he's like snatch her arm off with it. I was like, he can do that, <laughs> and like literally them just going like the implication being that he could do this the entire time. He's just been too much of a of a Catholic to try some shit like that. Right, because I think people realize that like that Necron is more leaning of a pacifist, and that's why those um oh my god, what are those people called from the future? Those red Nightcrawlers from that future, oh Cardinals, that's mm-hmm. why they have like that passive urge and have to take that like it was something that happened in, in in Powers of Ten where like they had to give give the Cardinals something to make him fight. Yeah, to make him fight because he wouldn't fight under natural pretenses because he's a um he's genetically linked to uh, Nightcrawler's pacifism. So it's just like it's it's great to see Nightcrawler being violent, but, but I think because like I think the thing for him for Nightcrawler, which his problem is, which is his foil always, is that he has to have, he has to somehow religiously make it sensible for him to do it. Like I don't, I don't think I don't think he would he would teleport a piece of a human off like intentionally, but but like doing it to a robot. Like, well, you're not really alive, so me harming you doesn't really count. Yeah. Then he'd also threaten the life of Myra. He's like, I've never met someone more afraid of dying in my life. Right. And, and that and, highlights and, her selfishness. And shout outs to Egg. I want to hug Egg in this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was upsetting. That was upsetting. I, feel, I always have to. I always have to be the one to die. Like, oh and it's God. like because you're the most. You're the one who can't be replaced, baby. You can't. You replace everyone here, but there's only one gold ball who can do this. That's well, nominating gold ball, not a. <laughs> Like, I, I really entered the X-Men comic reading stage through the five lights. So, like, by the time I got to Egg, who was, you know, post-AVX, he's a Phoenix-born mutant. I'm really partial to that name. Yeah, I, I, I really I really feel bad. Like, it really felt terrible. Like, I really felt sad for him. Like, he was like, I really don't want to die because he was like, we gotta do what we gotta do. A mystique and destiny. Oh, oh, and when and when Nightcrawler threw Destiny out of the air, he was like, "Look, I'm not really in the mood to be playing with you right now. What the oh. fuck is going on?" With this? She said, "You're not gonna kill me." She was like, "And she said, she said, you see multiple versions of the future. You know how many ways this is going to end. So you can just tell me now." You know, because because Nightcrawler is bad on the fact there there is a reality where he does let her die. 
He said, "Looks like a good 0.01 percent chance I'll kill you." <laughs> All right, you, you know, know that is. Yeah, you know there's a chance that I will kill you. I'm I mean, happy you he's the you. first one to really realize her power, like how her power works. He gets it now. He's like, "Oh, you don't see absolutes. You see potentials." And you just make things happen so that you get the closest to the chip the future you want. But you can't do nothing about my choices. Well, you want to test your luck because, you know, I'm this is, you know, you can't catch me on a bad day. <laughs> do y'all think she's going to prevent, um, Destiny's about to prevent Mystique from coming back? I, I, I don't think, I don't think she is yet. I think it's coming because, like, the preview for the next issue shows them together. So I think it's coming. I don't think it's going to be, I think we're probably like a little bit further down the line. Hopefully and praying that Immortal X-Men never gets canceled. Praying. Well, it, it's actually, I don't know if they're going to like restart the the comic over, but it's actually in the um, Sins of Sinister. So I don't know if that's going to be a different um, type yeah. of variation yeah. of Immortal X-Men. But... Who's next? Who's the next one we're getting? What do you mean next one? Who's the next mutant? in the? Because you know each one is a different spotlight. This one was Nightcrawler's spotlight. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you know, they have those different covers. So like, so like when you get the Immortal X-Men books, they have the regular cover, then the variant cover has a, has a spotlight who's the issue's about. So who we have left? Okay, let me I know they attacked the author because they were like, we get oh, yeah. Storm. And he was like, soon. So I think Storm might be the next one or the one after so next. So Mystique had her. No, not Mystique. Sebastian um, Shaw, Exodus. Destiny. Emma Frost had one? Yeah, Emma had one. Emma Frost. Oh, wait, okay, I'm confused now. Let me go by seats. By, 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 by seats. Okay. So in Autumn, there's Professor Hope and Destiny. Destiny's only had hers. Exodus had his. Exodus had his. Sinister's had his. Mystique has not. Colossus has had his. Nightcrawler just had his. Colossus Storm has had his. Kate has Colossus. had hers yet. It was last issue. Mm-mm. Do I have a Colossus cover? I swear I have a Colossus cover somewhere. No, he hasn't had an issue yet. He hasn't well, had spotlights. This is number seven, so five of them have not had covers yet. Yeah, Kate hasn't had one. Storm hasn't had one. Colossus hasn't had one. Um, Hope hasn't had one, and Xavier hasn't had one. Hope. You know, I feel like Hope's was no, no. Mystique hasn't had hers. I thought she did though, because she was. Um, because I remember it was one issue where she was. I thought she went like when she first met Destiny, or was that the Destiny issue? That was Destiny's issue. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Immortal X-Men variants. Now, now I'm curious. All right. Uh, ow. Yeah, we actually haven't had that many Immortal X-Men runs. Like, okay, so Mag- oh, I get it. So the problem that Magneto has had his. That's why I'm like, yeah. Uh, Magneto had his. X's. Okay, so Magneto was number one. And then Sinister had one. He was number two. Exodus was number five. So I think we're uh, total. We're about to, we're about to have like. I think 15. Kate. Yeah, I think Kate's is going to be number nine because I'm looking at this cover for number nine, and she's standing in front of Sinister with Rocky. So Kate's going to be number nine. 
Yeah. Um, Sebastian was number six. Of course, uh, who was number four then? Oh, Emma was number four. I think Emma was number four. Yeah, Emma was number four, and then and then uh, she reveals she sleeps in her diamond form. Yeah, and and Nightcrawler is number seven, so Colossus is still due for one. I guess, I guess, because they're kind of like sewing everything up with these people's like some of their backstories. Yeah, I feel like Storm is definitely next because like she hasn't told like yeah, I gave up the Regency. Yeah, and then X is gonna be like, we should kick her out, like always. And then like Storm's gonna be like, you and whose vote? (laughs) You and whose vote, baby? They might save her for last or close to last. Well, the only the only we can say about the only we can say about this right now is that we are at least guaranteed thirteen issues of Immortal X Men because all of them have to have their own covers. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think that's going to lead into Fall of X because then I think the last one might be Xavier. Right. And that's when he's going to throw all his crimes in his face. It's like, what? listen, first of all, the whole wasn't a smart idea. We should have never did this shit in the first place. Um, no mutant should have been blamed. The Xavier 2 definitely should have been blamed retroactively for something like that, even though we don't like his ass. And also a question, too, are Krakoa and Cypher getting covers, too, because they are um, advisors to the council. They might do it. They might be like a two and one for them. It might be a joint cover with them, which makes sense. Yeah. I just, I, 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 just don't want, I just don't want Immortal X Men to end. I just don't want it to end. Because I'm dead. It's your favorite books. We still got to find out that Colossus is under control of. Yeah. Of, of his brother, Mikhail Rasputin. Yeah, I'm really, so much. Maybe they'll say that for the X Men runs. I think it might be more pivotal if Magic's the one dealing with it. Right. Yeah, we still got like a, a few more things to like get through, like with each. But but uh, but I will say that gives us what? So that's so we're seven. So we're like we got another half of year of like crazy shit coming and wait let me see I, I gotta i gotta do the math here i gotta do the math here about when fall of fall of x is summer 2023 that's in six months almost that 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 is perfect timing so it's gonna you're right steven see look 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 at us look listen at us. they talk shit about past the power sets but my third eye my third eye it worked. <laughs> You're right, Steven, because like Fall of X is summer 2023. So by the time we get through everybody's shit, it will be summer 2023. So then, and then we'll probably, yeah, that could be really interesting. Yeah. So, what are we excited to see next time? Oh, yeah, I was looking at that too. I'm moving to that next. Okay. okay Listen, I'll pull up the release calendar. Just be ready. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, let me see what's coming out next. There's some great cover art. I'm gonna just note that though. There's some great cover art coming up for next week. Even um, for the books that we're not reading, like it's just pretty. There's Midnight Suns coming out next week, number two, with Agatha Harkness. Did I read the first one? I can't remember. 
It's Crypto Shadows. Laura is in Crypto Shadows. Yeah, I want to see Crypto. I want to because I am an ex. I'm a Laura X Men fan. I, I'm a Laura Wolverine fan. I love her. She is the best thing since sliced bread. So we just threw Wolverines into all the magical <laughs> storylines going on. So we got in Crypto Shadows. Wolverine is uh, Logan is in Midnight Suns. The cover art for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings is just nice. Carnage's cover is nice. Um, X-Men is dropping next week. It's a little early, but that cover is creepy as hell. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I really it like is. this part. I really like this part of the cover. I'm not the it's not X-Men material, but that's just kind of great. Um, X-Force is dropping next week, wrapping up. Please, Robin, for all of us, kill beast, lop his fucking head off. Please, please, please. Please do it. Uh, Thor is dropping next week, too. Who's that, Thor? Yeah, Thor. They're getting there. I know why we're doing the, the Thor versus Hulk thing that was actually kind of boring. I did not like it. Um, so it's getting back to being about like shit going down in Asgard and like Thor's yeah, daddy issues. Yeah, next week is a budget for the week. Yeah, because Thor versus Hulk really was not needed. That was just them trying to put like two of Marvel's strong, like two of their strongest against each other, basically, or strongest Avengers. For Child, there is so many Batman books coming out. Yeah, you just I, think them is nice, though. I have decided that I am going to start backing out of slowly of DC books because. I am really mad how Gotham uh, Future State ended, and mm. well, it ended. It ended good. It just was really fucked up. But the last issue was a whole different artist, and it, it went finally from black and white to color. And it was just like the artist is not even the artist that y'all started this with. Um, and the old Titans United Blood Pack is next week. Okay, love that, love that. Um, next week will be a budget friendly week, amen. Because they mm-hmm. hit my head over the head, they hit my ass over the head this week. We're releasing all these books at the same time, yeah. Because they tried to come for my wallet, <laughs> they, they gave my wallet hard. I was just like, You got to be the And luckily, so it's coming out on the 18th. You said, What's coming out on the 18th? Fables. I love mm-hmm. Fables. You guys don't read Fables. I recommended it in like Showtime. I was like, I'm never reading that. I'm like, you don't understand quality. You're just a bitter bitch through and through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Black Adam number five is dropping to Theogony. It's, I feel like this Christopher Peace is better when he's writing like a full collection. Like, just give him like, don't split it across issues. Just give him a full graphic novel. I'll pay $30 for it. Crawls to be in one whole issue. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is, is this Crypto Shadows in like a whole bunch of different stories in one book? I think so. Okay, I might not get that. I might buy One Bad Day. And then it's also Titans United Blood Pack. There's like some individually good looking issues like Aquaman, Andromeda, a black label book. That looks good. Batman One Bad Day, Penguin Number One, that looks good. Like, there's some individually good looking stuff going on in DC next week. 
that thing is might be hard hitting, but you never know with DC. Sometimes it looks like it's good and it's trash. Sometimes it actually is good. But yeah, check out Fables. Um, and that's it. Any last words to our visitors, to our wonderful fans? Um, we love you. We love y'all. Who... Follow us on TikTok. Who... <laughs> we love y'all who support us and um, those who don't. Um, that's fine, but watch them out. And remember, um, play with your cockroach and pest pussy. Don't play with us. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.